This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist. A confidence boost before your interview. Or a last minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Focus on a positive physical feature you have. So if it's your hair, like do your hair or, you know, try a new fashion trend or wear a new lip color, like try to take the focus away from, you know, fixing what's wrong to like playing around with what you love about yourself and then also focusing on like acts of kindness and helping other person taking taking the obsession away from us but more towards like the outer outer world outer people and then you'll realize like whoa I'm worth so much more than like how my skin looked that day. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Real Real Podcast. I'm so excited that you guys are here listening to me. If you're listening to me on a Monday when this comes out, you are an OG listener. You listen when it comes out, you get the notification, you follow me on Spotify, podcasts, all those places. And I just want to say thank you. But if not, thanks for listening and stopping by. Maybe you're binging this podcast like a month after I posted it. Thanks for tuning in. I love when you guys post stories of you listening. And when I read your reviews, they literally make me so happy. And I am really trying to make this podcast a little bit more personal. So I really want to start in putting more like solo episodes, maybe one a month, making it a little bit more personal rather than just kind of like venting on this podcast and on these like quick five, 10 minute intros. I want to dedicate some full episodes to them, but let me know what you guys think. I'd love to also just include more of like a community around this. So I currently have a Slack channel for Rella. So if any of you are like content creators, influencers, anything like that, even if you are doing it just for fun, a hobby, or just starting, you're thinking about starting, definitely sign up for the Rella Slack channel. I feel like it's, I don't want to create like another community portal because I already have that. So join that. You can find it on like Rella's Instagram and all of that stuff. But yeah, wanted to do a little shameless plug. And speaking of Rella, it's crazy because we are launching so soon. So this week I am planning on ramping up efforts for marketing. We are planning on launching in a month. So in December, and I want to get on podcasts. I want to do like a podcast tour. I want to pitch myself to media outlets. We're still fundraising. So I still have to have like that fundraising mode on as well. 
And it's just crazy that we're launching so incredibly soon. By the time you guys are listening to this also, the beta will already be out, which means that you will be able to actually download Rella on your phone. It's going to have a ton of bugs. It's not going to work perfectly because it is a beta version, but you'll be able to get the first inside scoop of it. So if you're interested in downloading the app, then you can go to Rella's Instagram account at Rella Social and download it from the link in the bio. Um, and we're only, we're limiting it. So we're limiting it to around a hundred people. So if you want want to sign up, definitely do that. It's going to be linked in the bio, but I'm super excited. I mean, I can't believe I'm launching so soon. Like it's actually insane because not only are the holidays soon, which is crazy that it's already the end of 2021. I feel like it literally just started. Like, I feel like I haven't recovered from 2020 yet. And like, it's already 2022 soon. So I don't know. It's just very strange to me. Um, time is an illusion at this point. I'm just like, I don't even know what month it is, but we are launching in a month. And also Christmas is soon. Thanksgiving is soon. We're launching during the holidays, which I feel like is the worst time to launch because obviously I want my team to spend time with their families. I want to spend time with my family. So having a launch around the holidays is probably not the best idea, but we're going to do it anyways, because we're just so excited to release the app and we're so excited to get it into your hands. And I think it'll be perfect for people during their like New Year's resolutions when they're like, oh, I want to start posting more on social media and I want to like be more consistent. They can download Rella and help them stay on track. So I'm super excited. I'm also incredibly stressed. I have been... It's just so stressed lately, guys. Like my stress levels have been through the roof. It's been like a constant mode of stress that it's been like I've a normal mode at this point. And I think that has to do with me breaking out. I've literally broken out worse than I have ever before broken out lately. And I just feel like it has to do with something internal. So I mentioned, I think in maybe last week's episode or maybe in a YouTube video, but I mentioned just that like, I feel like my acne is something internal. So I went to go get my lab work done. I went to get my hormones tested, my vitamins tested. I'm planning on getting off birth control soon because I think that that might be affecting it. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for like a health reset. So in the new year, I'm hopeful for a health reset, hoping to get my stress in check um, and not be as stressed all the time. I'm also hoping just to, I don't know, just like feel more calm and in control. And currently that is not how I feel. So if any of you are with me and want to kind of join in like a health reset, please DM me. I'm, I want to do, I want to actually bring someone on the podcast that knows all about hormones and, you know, bring someone on that can talk about the effects of birth control and hormones and what affects your hormones and how to balance them. And I feel like it's something that so many people don't speak about, but it's so important because it literally impacts like every single part of your life. I read a really great book that I will recommend here. It's called Your Brain on Birth Control and I'll have it in the show notes, but it's called Your Brain on Birth Control and it talks all about how birth control affects your brain and how it literally affects your life in the sense of like your personality, the partner that you choose. Your <laughs> people are more likely to get divorced when they like pick their partner when they're on birth control and then they end up getting off of it. Like obviously correlation does not equal causation, but it's just fascinating at how much of your personality it impacts and how it affects your like 
every part of your life. Like you don't think it affects your life that much, but it does. So I would love to have either the author of that book or like a hormone expert come on the show and talk about it. But it's kind of fitting into today's episode, which I'm super excited because we're talking about acne. We're talking about skincare. It's something that I have struggled with for my entire life. And it's been a very, very bumpy ride. There are a few brands that I really trust and like can't live without, but overall I feel like it's just the wild west for me I'm like I don't know what works for my face like sometimes things work sometimes things don't but it has just been a crazy journey with me with acne I've had clear skin I've had acne I've had clear skin I've had acne I've had breakouts I've had like little bumps I've had it's just like I've literally had it all when it comes to my face and so I was super excited to have someone that really understands skincare and is also the founder of a skincare brand which is called Banish. Her name is Daisy Jing and Daisy's experience with acne is one that I can personally relate to and I imagine that a lot of you can as well. She was constantly bullied and her confidence plummeted at a very young age. One day while hiding out from the world she came across a YouTube video featuring a girl that shared a similar experience and she finally felt seen which I have a feeling some of you might feel during this episode. But Daisy took matters into her own hands and began a YouTube channel that that would change everything and it would just change her life. And that sounds kind of familiar. Not that I talked about skincare, but starting my YouTube channel did change my life. But from the comfort of her own home, she began concocting her own skincare remedies and then the word spread fast. It's like, built-in marketing at this point. The demand for her products was so high that there was no other direction to go but to start her own skincare line and to continue to help people heal and love their skin. Daisy's been featured in Forbes 30 Under 30, TEDx, Inc. 500, and Good Morning La La Land, and she is such a caring person that truly wants to help and heal internally and build confidence from within. So on today's episode, we dive into skincare myths and products worth adding to your routine, the benefits of microneedling and how you can safely do it at home, and what a skincare expert's morning and evening routine look like. I'm so excited. I know you guys are going to love this episode. So please welcome Daisy to the Real Real Podcast. You know what the best feeling is when you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss give your hair a glow up with way go to t-h-e-o-u-a-i and use promo code real real for 15 percent off any product that's t-h-e-o-u-a-i.com promo code real real 
This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, Daisy. Thanks so much for joining me on my podcast. Thank you so much, Natalie. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, I love watching your YouTube videos. I've been a big fan. And uh, we used to both work at the same company long ago. So, so excited to be here. Yeah. I thought that I was like, wow, what a small world. Like that is so cool. So thank you for watching my videos, but I am excited to get started into hearing more about you and your company. And also I want to hear a lot about just skincare in general, because it's something that I struggle with, like having acne and like never being a hundred percent confident in like the skin that I'm in. And then I know so many others do too, but before we do that, I wanted to start with setting the record straight. So it'll be some stereotypes, some assumptions, and then you'll let me know if they're true or false. Great. Okay. So the first one is that the skincare industry is oversaturated. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I definitely think that it is, but just also, I think that there's so many amazing products out there and I'm so thankful at like all of the cool companies coming out and like making these great products. But I also think like every single celebrity, every single, everyone with like any sort of like fame is starting a skincare line. Like I'm like, I walk through Sephora and all I see is like celebrity names on the skincare aisle now. Yeah. I mean, skincare, there's a humongous marketing component to it. And I'm actually really glad now with social media and YouTubers and influencers are being very, very transparent about the ingredients and different skincare products. But yeah, a lot of people think like, oh, I'm just going to slap my name on a, on a skincare line because it can be very lucrative and the barrier to entry is pretty low. So people think, okay, I'm just going to go in. But I think now like people are starting to realize there's just so many new products and they're getting very, very overwhelmed. Totally. I feel super overwhelmed whenever I go into any, like any store that sells skincare. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. Like it's like so much, so much stuff. So the next one is that there are more bad products and there are good products out there. Ooh, I would say false, but I think you need to really do your research and due diligence mm -hmm. on the ingredients, how it's formulated, um, instead of kind of everything else about the skincare. I know like a lot of companies back in the day, they spent so much money on the packaging and the PR and all like the bells and whistles, but not the actual ingredients and the formulation of the products. So now I think consumers are a lot more smart. And now we're actually doing the research in the skincare instead of looking at like the outer part of it. Right. Yeah. I definitely think like, don't get me wrong. I love a good branding and like, I love like when packages are pretty and like the, the branding is nice, but I feel like I, at this point, know the ingredients that I should be looking out for. And so I like making more like educated, I guess, educated purchases rather than just being like, oh, pretty packaging, especially for skincare. Like skincare is something that I'm like, I'm putting this on my face. Like I need to make sure that this is actually going to work or like it's not going to, you know, do any more damage. So I feel like I've definitely become more of an educated consumer. For sure. And yeah, like in the past, it was skincare that was random bright colors, right, that would attract you or like really, really fragrant skincare or they would include ingredients that felt good when you put it on, but it actually 
clogs your pores and does more harm to you, right? So I think, yeah, now consumers are a lot more educated about it. And I think uh, the skincare industry is moving more and more towards the clean beauty Mm -hmm. aspect. Yeah. And then the last one is that we don't know the cause to acne. I would say there's not one cause of acne and it is very different for each person. And the hard part is you're going to have to figure it out on your own. You can't just go even, you know, even if you go to a bunch of different dermatologists, they're all going to have their own theory Mm -hmm. as to what causes it. And I think it's different for each individual person, which makes it, you know, difficult to treat. Totally. I feel like I've gone through so many like dermatologists and just different like skincare routines. And I always think it's one thing and then it ends up, I'm like, maybe that's not the cause. It's like, I wish that there was just like one thing that's like, okay, that's it. Like, just like eliminate that or add this and then your skin's going to be perfect. But I know that there's like so many different reasons, but like everyone gives you unsolicited advice when it comes to skincare. I feel like, like, especially on- Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like being on YouTube and stuff, people will be like, well, maybe you're just like not washing your face enough or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) no, that's not it. That's not it. (laughs) I heard every single unsolicited comment. So I totally feel you. Yeah. And so I want to know, like, what made you get into skincare? Like, why was that something that you were interested in? Were you interested in it from like a young age? So I've had acne since the third grade when I was nine years old. And the acne just became progressively worse. Um, I even remember like when I was 13 years old going on the school bus and like like a pimple would pop and just start bleeding all over my face. And everyone just looked at me like, why does this girl have a huge bandage on her nose? Um, so it really affected how I viewed myself and how I viewed the world. And, you know, all I remember my teenage years was like going to different dermatologists and trying out so many different products and nothing seemed to work for my skin. And it It was crazy because I felt like the more products I put on and would use and ingest, like the worse my skin became. So actually, I wanted to go to school to study to become a dermatologist at um, Duke University. And so I did the pre-med, did all the courses, uh, did all the, you know, pre-chem, chemistry, whatever, and all that stuff. And then I started a YouTube channel on the side, much like you. Um, I just started reviewing different skincare products on my YouTube channel. And then when I started reviewing them, I was like, wait, why are there so many different ingredients that most people don't understand or cannot pronounce? Like, why are they actually in there? And I did some more digging and I realized it doesn't really need to be in there. There's ways to formulate products without those ingredients. Um, And so I actually started concocting some of my own skincare products, very clean, you know, even going to health food stores, um, going to different material suppliers, um, all of that and making my own skincare. And then Within a few months, people on my YouTube channel noticed that my skin had cleared up and they were like, whatever you're doing your skin, I want to buy it. And that's how Banish was born. But it was a truly organic journey. I had no intention of going into skincare or in the beauty industry. I just wanted to solve a problem for myself and and in turn wanted to help other people with their skin issues. And yeah, that's how uh, Banish and skincare got born. That's incredible that you like took it into your own hands and like went and researched all of these different ingredients to put. So like, what was that like when you were doing that? Like, were you just looking up like ingredients for acne or like what, I guess, walk us through the research process. Cause I find that so interesting. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't anything like too like big. It was just like, even this eye cream I was using, I specifically remember the, one of the first ingredients was mineral oil. And I, I remember just constantly breaking out under my eyes when using it. And then I, you know, went through the ingredients. It was a very, very long list. And I was like, well, why is this in there? Does it need to be in there? Um, are there, you know, 
Is it non-comedogenic, right? Is it going to clog my pores? All of that. So yeah, just going through all the ingredients and just realizing a lot of the ingredients in skincare were more for cosmetic um, purposes than actual like actual nutrition for the skin. Yeah. And when you were formulating your own skincare, were you like making a whole routine, like the cleanser, the toner and moisturizer? Like what were kind of your first products just at home in your kitchen? The vitamin C serum with uh, the Banish, which was a, um, the first version of it was like a microneedling device, but using that with the microneedling device immediately like helped my acne scars. Um, that was actually recommended to me by um, a physician who really loved microneedling and the amazing results that it gave, but he also recommended the vitamin C and he recommended a form of vitamin C called elazorbic acid, which is the best form for brightening up the skin and collagen production. And then paired that with um, a ferulic acid, which helps stabilize the vitamin C because vitamin C is very unstable. It doesn't last very long. So you want to stabilize it. Ferulic acid, basically it's found in the plant walls and um, it helps fight against any free radicals, uh, which I think is so cool that we're using what's in like plant cell walls into our skin every day. Um, So that was the first, the first uh, product. So I really wanted to solve the problem of my acne scars because acne scars was a huge pain point for me. I just like had no idea how to help reduce the appearance of them. And so that really helped with my acne scars. So people on my YouTube channel started seeing that my skin was better, my acne scars had faded, and they wanted to be like, okay, I want to do that. And so when you were doing this, and you know, you were making videos, like reviewing products and stuff like that, were you planning on selling this? Or was this just like, I'm just going to make this for myself, hopefully it helps? Or like, when did the wheels start turning that like, this could be a business for you? And like, you should put this out there. So people on my YouTube channel, they were like my friends, they were just like, I want to use whatever it is you're using. So I just shipped a few out. And then it kept going, and it kept selling. And they would tell their friends and family about it, it kept growing. And I was just like, when is this going to stop? And it never did. So yeah, I never really intended it to. I even remember like I would go to like Office Depot and I would buy all the bubble mail, like all the mailers. And then I have to go there every day. And then eventually I bought out like the entire store stock. So I have to go to a different store. And it just kept like growing like that. And I think when you have a really great product that works, that solves other people's issues, like the sky is your limit, right? But I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so at that point, were you, did you have like a Shopify store? Did you have a, like a site where you were selling or was just people being like, I want to buy this. And then you like keeping track of it manually. Yeah, it was pretty manual. I had like a PayPal link. Wow. Um, it was very manual. And I, I didn't even own a printer. It was that bad. Like I had to handwrite everything. It was pretty, yeah. What did you <laughs> ship it like, in? Like what type of containers? It was, yeah, the containers, I went to LA, like they have like the wholesale district. You can buy like the cosmetic bags. I put it in the cosmetic bags and then I go to Office Depot, buy the mailers and then handwrite the addresses. And then I remember one time I was at the post office and I had like a whole bag of packages and I didn't know that you could like go online and do tracking online. And there's a huge line out the post office. Everyone was so pissed at me because I was there for like 30 minutes hand putting it in. It's so funny. I mean, hey, you started somewhere. So once yeah, it's got to start somewhere. <laughs> once you kind of pick that up, like, when did you start banish? When were you like, okay, this is actually like getting out of hand. I'm doing too much manually. And like, when did you actually start the business banish? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So we're actually celebrating our eighth birthday this Saturday, and we got the Holiday National Acne Scar Awareness Day. So it's been eight years, and I'm trying to pinpoint exactly when like that turning point was. Like this is a business. I would say when I hired my first like intern, um, that was a pretty big step for me. And like when I was showing her how to do all the processes, I'm like, okay, I have to like you know, <laughs> automate some of this. And so that was a huge turning point when it was a business when I hired my first intern, because I, you know, you have to pay, uh, do payroll, payroll taxes, establish your corporation, all that. So that's kind of when it was like that turning point. Yeah. And are you like super heavily involved in the products now? Like I know you obviously like literally concocted the very first product, but how involved are you now, like eight years later with like the product recipe and like the ingredients and all of that? I'm so involved. Like I am the person for that. I'm like so involved in the business. <laughs> That's awesome though. That's- <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. I love it because I'm like kind of a control freak. So for like the products, like we were testing um, so many of our cleansers and it was like three years of just people sending us samples. And I just kept saying, no, 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 no. Like I just, like, I just felt like it wasn't right. Like, like, we just couldn't get it right. And so I just kept saying, no, 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 no. Um, so I am very, very, very involved. <laughs> What's that process like? Are you, they sending you samples and you're like trying it on your face and then you don't like it or like, you don't like the percentage of ingredient. Like what, what makes you say yes or no to th- what a product should have in it? So I have like this vision of what the product would feel like the ingredients. Like, so I have this vision, right. And I have like certain ingredients I say no to and certain formulations I say no to. And then we work with a lot of different um, chemists and uh, manufacturers, and they'll just send, like, according to my vision, what what it is. And then I'll be like, okay, does it live up to it? And does it not? And I'm very, very picky. I mean, I'm very, very picky about everything in my life. Yeah. Like, this is how I, <laughs> I am. It's, like, very hard to satisfy me. It's a good thing and a bad thing. But, yeah, with, with skincare, because I have such sensitive skin, because I break out towards everything, like I have to be picky. I can't just use whatever. Like I can't go into an Ulta and like buy skincare or like just go and like use whatever skincare I will break out. So I have to be very, very picky. So a lot of products don't make the cut, but you know, in turn from these eight years, we've, we've only had like seven, eight, nine products um, because I definitely believe less is more. You mm-hmm. don't need a 30 step skincare routine and you don't always need to be launching new products and always like pushing products and getting people to add more steps in their skincare routine. A lot of it is not necessary. And again, if you're acne prone like me, you do not want to be putting all that stuff on your skin every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's something like I love skincare. Like I love finding new products, but it's hard because I also want to stick to what works, but then I like love trying out new things. So it's like a love hate relationship with skincare marketing. Cause for me, it like sucks me in. Like I love like a good, like branding or like what sounds like it's going to help. So I've tried so many products on my face, but I know that I need to just stick with like one simple routine and have that one work for me. Yeah, no, for sure. Consistency is definitely the key. Yeah. And I'm curious, why do companies then put all of these like mineral oils, fillers, fragrance, if it isn't good for your skin? Like what's the reason why companies use so many like bad products that aren't good? I think it's because these are big companies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking publicly traded companies. So there's different incentives, right. For different departments in a company. So you might have like the finance department and 
you want to keep cost of goods sold under a certain amount, right? And so they're like, okay, how can we formulate this and sell the most units, but keep the cost very, very low? So there's different um, motivations. And the bigger the company, you know, the more financially motivated. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a business, but, you know, with these publicly traded companies, they have to push and hit certain metrics and milestones. So I think sometimes motivations um, and incentives don't align. And sometimes those who are like at the finance department of those companies, they might not have had this experience with the skin. So they don't understand like, why do you need these ingredients? Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Every single time I go to Target and I like walk by the skincare aisle, there's so many, obviously huge brands that have a million products. And I feel like every single one of them says uh, like dermatology approved or dermatologist approved. Does that mean anything? Like, what does that actually mean? Like if from your own like perspective, being in the skincare industry, how do you get that stamp of dermatologist approval? Like, is that just a marketing gimmick or is that legit? It can be legit. There are certain like studies that you can apply for. There are certain dermatologists that can approve it, but I think it really depends on like, does it work for your skin or not? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think skincare is such a personal choice. So you really have to figure out like what works for you. And just because something is uh, non-comedogenic or dermatologist approved or, you know, uh, FDA approved or whatever, doesn't mean, you know, it's going to be what's best for you. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What are some of your favorite skincare ingredients? Because for me, like I, I know, for example, like salicylic acid, like doesn't work that well for my skin. Like it dries me out a lot. I feel like it really doesn't work for my skin type. I've tried so many products with it. So I've steered clear of that, but like for other people, it's a miracle worker. So I love to know like what your personal favorite skincare ingredients are, especially when it comes to like fighting acne, fighting acne scars, like anything like that. I would say vitamin C is a holy grail ingredient for anybody. Uh, Vitamin C, what it does is it helps promote the collagen and elastin fibers in your skin. So basically the way to get good skin is to get your skin to reproduce better skin, newer skin, right? And so if you're putting vitamin C on and have a good vitamin C serum or vitamin C cream or whatnot, you're really going to help your skin uh, replenish itself. And then, you know, after using, for example, the banish oil or the vitamin C cream, your, when you wake up the next day, your skin just glows, like there's this inner glow to it. So I would say vitamin C and make sure you're using, you know, elazorbic acid, which is the best form of vitamin C. So um, again, doing the research on the ingredients, um, not all the vitamin C serums are created equal. And then I would also say like a glycolic acid, 
um, the molecules in glycolic acid are super tiny and they can go into the pores and kind of like vacuum and scrape out all like the dirt, oil, whatever. And that will actually help prevent further acne because if your pores are not clogged, then you're less likely to have acne. So you just want to do that maintenance Mm -hmm. beforehand. And I think what current acne products do is they they like dry out the pimple once you already have the pimple, but you want to do prevention. I think prevention is key. So I would say, yeah, glycolic acid and uh, vitamin C. Awesome. And how do you research? Like, I know you're saying like, do your research, but like, what do you look up? Like ingredients, like, is this L-absorbic acid or like, how do you find out or like, what's the, what ingredients are actually in it and like the type of ingredients that it is? Cause you know, vitamin C is vitamin C, but like you said, they're not all created equal. So how do you do that extra research and like make sure you're getting the right one? So in every skincare, there should be like the actual ingredients um, printed on the back or on the label, or you can go on the website and that's where you're going to see all the ingredients for there. And then for vitamin C, they're not going to put vitamin C. They're going to put like, um, yeah, L-azorbic acid, or they're going to put azorbyl palmitate or that derivative form of vitamin C, but you can just put that in and kind of see like, oh, is that the form I want or not? Mm-hmm. And when people are trying out new routines and people are, you know, let's say you find a great product and like all your friends are raving about it and you're trying to try it to see if it works for your skin. What's a good testing period to see if it works or not? Because I feel like there, it takes some time to make sure that your skincare or your skin can actually like adjust to this new product. So obviously if it breaks you out right away. It's probably a no, but let's say like it's been a week, like how, how long until you should like give up a skincare product if you don't see results? I would say try it for at least two weeks to a month, depending on what you're looking for and what the skin skincare thing is. I would say like maybe for cleansers, it'd be less of a time, right? Um, versus like a serum that is supposed to either lighten your acne spots or remove your acne. So I think uh, it depends on the product and it depends on like what you're trying to treat. So just trying to clean your skin like that shouldn't take too long but if you're trying to clear up acne scars that's going to take significantly longer than um, like a cleanser for example right and like what's your skincare routine right now like I'd love to see because your skin looks great right like on zoom I know we're on zoom but it looks amazing so what banished products are you using what what is your morning skincare and evening skincare routine right now Thank you. I'm very, very simple. I'm definitely less is more. So in the morning, I'll wash my face with the all clear mint cleanser and then apply some of our vitamin C cream, which has vitamin C on it. And then I use an SPF. Uh, We're actually in the works of developing one uh, right now, but I like a physical SPF. So it has titanium oxide, titanium dioxide and zinc oxide in there that will give you the most like um, protective forms of like UV rays. And then at night, uh, once a week, I like to do my pumpkin enzyme mask once a week to kind of just clear out all that gunk in my skin. And then um, I'll use the banisher, which is our microneedling device, um, every other week with the vitamin C serum. And then at night, I will uh, apply uh, some spot treat like different acne marks with the vitamin C serum. Okay, so very, very simple. I feel like it's not like you don't have like that 10 step routine that so many other people have. Yeah, I mean, the 10 step routine doesn't work for me. My skin breaks out towards everything. So it's just, it doesn't work for me. How many times did you have to like reformulate this until it was, it was right? I feel like because you, your skin is so sensitive, it probably was a lot of like trial and error when formulating these, these products. 
Yeah. And that's why it takes forever for us to launch the product. And as I said, with the cleanser, it took, you know, two, three years for me to like, finally be happy with something because it just was not good enough. Like I was like, I want it to like foam a tiny bit, but I don't want it to have sulfate, which is that detergent property that can really strip away your skin and make it dry. So like, how can we suds it up a tiny bit, but not have that ingredient? But yet I don't want it to feel like plastic. Like sometimes, you know, when you make a, when you wash your face with a cleanser, it feels really tight and like mm-hmm. plastic, you know, that I was like, I don't want that feeling. So it's like all these different things that kind of contradict one another. So yeah, it's like, it takes, it definitely takes a while. And you said that you work with like a chemist as well to formulate these ingredients. Yeah. So we work with like different manufacturers and um, yeah, scientists and yeah. And I'm curious because you are, I mean, you live and breathe skincare, like that's your, your business. It's what you've been doing. What are some of your least favorite skincare myths? Like what are some skincare myths that you hate? Because there are so many out there right now. Like, I feel like there's so many, like everyone, again, like I said, is giving unsolicited advice when it comes to your skin. So what are some things that you like really can't stand when people say or spread? Um, when people say like, you can't do microneedling at home, are you familiar with microneedling? Yeah, I actually had my first appointment for microneedling in a few weeks. I've never done it before oh, though. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's people who are like, you can't do microneedling at home. You definitely can do microneedling at home and it's safe, but you have to, uh, again, do your research and make sure you're using a safe tool and taking, you know, safety precautions. Right. Um, there's definitely, microneedling tools out there that they're selling that have like four millimeter needles that can definitely draw blood and you don't sterilize it correctly you can definitely you know cause yourself for infection all that stuff but if you're using one that is safe to use at home and you're definitely cleaning your tools cleaning your skin not putting makeup on right afterwards like it's definitely safe and you will see results so that's that's one um I think another myth is I don't know if it's a myth, but it's those like spin brushes I know are really popular, you know, like the. Yeah, yeah. The spoons, the ones that look like spoons, right? Oh, wait, no, Clarisonic, the Clarisonics, right? Like those. Yeah, there's like there's spin brushes, right? Yeah. And they can work for people. But for me, especially if you have acne prone skin, you do not want to be spinning <laughs> that all around your face. That bacteria can spread. Um, and I think people think that like when they have acne or when they have like a skin condition like that, they really need to like scrub and like get it off. And that's, you're going to just end up scarring your skin um, by doing that. So almost like less is more, I think, mm-hmm. for skincare. Do you do anything like ice rolling or like the gua sha or anything like that, like to your face, like in the morning to depuff or anything? Yeah. So we actually launched a banish stick, which I actually have right here, which is like a, like a gua sha. And that's really great to kind of get the blood flowing in your skin. I think sometimes we work so hard on exercising like other parts of our body. Um, but this is really good just to kind of get that that blood flowing and circulating. And then you said the ice roller. We actually had uh, an ice roller that we sold. It's called the Pore Smasher. And that's just really great for like a hot summer day or yeah, just to depuff your skin or whatnot. But you, I mean, you can use remedies at home too, like taking some frozen cucumber slices and putting them on your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't need to go out and get like the fancy gadgets. Right. I feel like there's so many things that people sell that like people before this product was being sold have been doing it for like decades or like years and years and years. Like you didn't need to buy this like $50 ice roller, you know, or like jade roller. Like you could use something that at your house, but marketing works wonders. So I feel like that's what it is. But 
Okay, I want to go back to the microneedling because I think a lot of people don't actually know what it is and so many people have misconceptions about it, even like you said. What are like the pros and cons of microneedling? Like what does it actually do and like why is it so good for your skin? Yeah, microneedling is, I mean, phenomenal for your skin because what it does is the tools in, for example, our Banisher 2.0, which is our microneedling tool, the needles are so fine and so thin and so short, they go into your skin and your skin interprets that as an injury. Because it interprets it as an injury, your skin is going to produce even more collagen and elastin skin cells underneath to close in that injury. Like when you get a, a cut, right? It's gonna, your skin's going to close up. But this is so tiny, you're not going to be able to see it. And so what it does is it forces your skin to reproduce new skin underneath. And then if you apply like a vitamin C serum on top of that, it's going to amplify the effects of skin reproduction. So it's really good if you have acne scars, because what you want to do is like, you know, even out the skin, um, good for preventing fine line and wrinkles. Um, it's just good for overall skin maintenance, um, because unfortunately, after the age of 20, we lose 1% of our collagen every year. So it's really good to get a head start on that and start doing that now. Okay, well, I'm excited for my appointment. And how do you, how do you make it safe at home, though? Like, what are some like, I know you said to sterilize, make sure that you're using a good product. But like, let's say if I got the Banisher 2.0, like, what's the process of doing that at home and like making sure that it's it's like a safe tool to use? Yeah, well, first, I think you should do your research as to the brand and the company you buy it for and do not buy products that are made for, you know, professional use because they have a different set of training. I know some people can sell that, but you don't want to be buying the ones that are made for the professional use. Right. Um, so get one that's at home use. And then when you get your actual tool, inspect the needles. Um, so all of, all of our products are hand inspected before they shipped up. Inspect the needles, make sure they're not like bent or they have a hook or any kind of weird stuff going on. Um, inspect that, take out the package, inspect it. And then um, sterilize it with some rubbing alcohol. I'm sure, uh, you know, we all have some in our house um, after COVID. So um, sterilize it with rubbing alcohol. Make sure your face is clean. Wash your face, wash your hands. Um, and then when you're done using your tool, make sure you're sterilizing it again and then keeping it away from like, like don't like leave it open, like and put it near your bathroom, near the toilet, right? Like just make sure that you're keeping it as clean as possible. Okay. I mean, I feel like microneedling sounds like such a game changer and I've seen so many before and afters of people like after microneedling sessions and their skin looks like it's glowing compared to before having skin issues. How did you discover it? Did someone recommend it to you or like when was it when you were doing your research? Uh, yeah, the, the plastic surgeon recommended it to me. So this was um, before I was really getting into like making my products, but um, I wanted to get my skin lasered. And laser is not necessarily good if you have like ethnic skin or darker skin tones, you're going to be left with a lot of hypopigmentation and issues like that. So um, I was like, I'm going to spend, you know, two, three grand on a laser treatment. He's like, I just like, don't think you'd be the right fit. Try this like microneedling thing. This was back in early 2010 when nobody knew about it. And I was like, I am not putting needles on my skin. Like, no way, Jose, I'm not doing it. And then I did it and it was just, it was a game changer. Like people saw the difference right away. Um, and I would say that out of all the cosmetic, like all the facial cosmetic procedures I've done, like microneedling the next day, like your skin glows. Cause think about it. You're forcing your skin to like reproduce new skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I am so excited now for my <laughs> session. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yay. Okay. Okay. So now I really want to ask you some like 
rapid fire skincare questions and like skincare myths. And I would love to know your take on if they're true or false. So first one is how often should you wash your skincare brushes or like skincare brushes, makeup brushes? I would say once a week. I know that that might be a lot depending on how often you use it, but definitely um, if you're sharing with someone like right after. Yeah. What about like beauty blenders? Same thing, like once a week. I feel Yes. Like- but what I do is I have like a bunch. I just rotate, you know, after I use and then I'll just wash them all at once to save time. Oh, that's smart. I am so bad about washing makeup brushes. Like I'm not even going to lie. That is like my, <laughs> I don't remember to wash them. I wash my beauty blender because I can like physically see it getting dirty. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to wash this. But like my makeup brushes, I am so bad at washing them like that <laughs> that is a flaw that is something I need to work on but that's okay it helps uh, if you have yeah multiple so yeah you can wash it and have a backup yeah when they dry and next one is that sugar can cause acne uh yeah it, it depends I know for me it definitely had an impact on my acne because I actually when I eat too much sugar I get migraines and it affects your insulin levels which therefore can affect your hormones which therefore can affect your sebum levels uh, oil production in your skin. So for me, it definitely does because I am very, very sensitive to sugar. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, everything in the standard American diet has sugar. So you have to be careful about that. How much do you think like your what you're putting inside your body is affecting your acne? Like, is it 50-50 or like how important is it to really monitor what you're putting in? Yeah, I definitely think most of skin, unfortunately, is genetic, right? You, you see people with amazing skin, they don't do anything to it and they eat like really bad. So I do think the majority of skin is genetic. Um, And then I do think it is a balance between your triggers and then your skincare habits. I think there is a balance. But I also want to say, like, it's not 100% skincare, you know, and I don't want people to be too hard on themselves when their skin doesn't look, you know, flawless because a lot of there's a lot of other factors. But I think if you can figure out what your triggers are, that can really help your skin. Mm -hmm. And birth control can cure acne. So I've heard both. Some people it has helped. But what's also interesting is when people get off of birth control, they just go through this humongous cystic acne purge thing. So I would say, um, again, it depends, but I don't think it is a be all one all be all solution. I've actually heard of people who just had really terrible acne after starting the pill and birth control. So Yeah, I went on birth control because of my acne. That was like the reason for going on it for me. And I really do think people like are so quick to prescribe it. Like it's like they don't even ask any questions. It's just like, okay, yeah, birth control. Like it's kind of like a Band-Aid solution for so much. And for me, like I'm now so terrified to get off of it because I'm like, am Mm. I going to break out a ton? Like I'm, I read this book about um, your brain on birth control and like how much it affects you know, so many different parts of you and like what it really does impact and how we just like don't hear about it. But I'm like already looking at like hormone regulators or something like vitamins that help me regulate my hormones so that when I do get off of it, it's not like this big purge because that like terrifies me because I've heard so many stories of women that get off of it. And then they're like in their twenties or thirties and they just have like cystic acne all over their face because they got off birth control. And so I feel like, yeah, it helped me getting on it. But now I'm like, (laughs) when I get off, what's going to happen? And, you know, it can change, like, depending on how long it's been, right? Like, we're constantly changing and our skin is constantly changing. Like, I used to have really oily skin. And now that I'm older, it's getting more dry. So, yeah, I would would say that it might not be the case. But 
Um, I do think there is a lot of impact on birth control in our body and our skin that people don't like to talk about or is not presented to us. And yes, I do believe it is overprescribed without telling us all of the side effects and the long-term side effects mm-hmm. of it. Definitely. And then the other one is that acne mainly occurs in teenagers. It does occur in teenagers, but it does also occur during times of hormone fluctuation. So I think, yeah, teenage years are a huge time of hormone fluctuations, but also, for example, during pregnancy or um, postpartum, um, that can be a huge trigger for acne um, or, yeah, starting the pill or getting off of it. Any kind of like hormone, hormone fluctuation, I think mm-hmm. is a big time. Yeah, there's just so many like skincare myths out there and like so many skincare misconceptions as well. And like, I feel like acne is one of those things that makes people so frustrated. Like I, whenever my skin is breaking out, like I don't want to leave the house, you know, I'm like, I just feel so like insecure. I feel like no makeup can cover it. Or like, I don't want to have makeup on because then it's going to irritate my skin, you know? So it's like acne can be such a stressor for so many people. And I hate that. Like, I don't think it should be, you know, like everyone gets it. I feel like for the most part, so it shouldn't even matter, but it is so something that can really like deter your self-confidence. And I've definitely experienced it. How did you overcome that when you were dealing with acne in your earlier years? Oh, it was very hard. I don't think I've completely overcome it even now because it's like when something happens to you, um, your entire teenage life, it's like imprinted right in your brain. But I do believe like Banish and our mission. And if you look at our website and our Instagram and just all of our uh, marketing collateral, it's all like skin positivity and normalizing acne and acne scars. That's a huge part of it. If we with social media, and I think it's really, really cool with social media, there's like an acne and skin positivity movement where people are now showcasing their skin with acne and showcasing their skin with scars. And we're, we're normalizing it. Um, I think that's really, really important. And then a couple other tips I have, you know, if you're, if you are going through acne is one focus on a positive physical feature you have. So if it's your hair, like do your hair or, you know, try a new fashion trend or wear a new lip color, like try to take the focus away from, you know, fixing what's wrong to like playing around with what you love about yourself. And then also focusing on like acts of kindness and helping other person taking, taking the obsession away from us, but more towards like the outer outer world, outer people. And then you'll realize like, whoa, I'm worth so much more than like how my skin looks that day. I love that. I've never heard anyone say that before. So I really, really love that. I think it's so important to note that like acne is not the end of the world. Like there are so many other things that, you know, are so much more important than acne. And that's not to like say that you shouldn't care that you, you know, it doesn't actually make you feel bad, but I love that. Like, if you do put your focus on something else, like you'll see that it really doesn't matter that much. And like, everyone does go through it. So I really love that. Where can they find Banish? Where can they find you? Where can they buy your products? Yeah. So the website is banish.com and our Instagram is banished acne scars and um, at banish. So we have two accounts. And then my personal is um, dazers89, D A I S E R Z 89. And that's where also. Uh, my YouTube channel is. Awesome. Thank you so much, Daisy, for coming on my podcast. I loved this episode. I think it's going to help so many people out that are suffering with acne and just like not feeling confident in their skin. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Natalie. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.